this, I think, was a great ethics seminar. A lot of wonderful things to think about. Right, what is wrong, who's to say, really, in the end. I mean, because it is unknowable. What's the big brewer? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master yeah. Marcus Zill. Come on, Jack. Don't We are here in the Student Union today with Pastor Thomas Reeder. Pastor Reeder is the pastor in Platteville, Wisconsin, serving students at the University of Wisconsin. Guess where? In Platteville. <laughs> How are you doing today, Tom? I'm doing very well, thank you. Great to have you with us. In fact, I was just with you, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Uh, yep. had, had the opportunity, never been to Platteville, Wisconsin, a lovely town. And it was raining, so I don't remember. And with GPS these days, I never know which direction I'm going. But I believe it's pretty much... Southwest Wisconsin. Southwest, yes. Yeah, tell us a yeah, little bit. Tell us a little about about your community. The community it's a college town. We have roughly, I, I think, about eight or nine thousand students, and the most recent census has it about eleven or twelve thousand. Excellent. So, so the town is probably no more than three thousand population apart from the university. Uh, so, and that by definition month, is a college town. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, yeah. So we have a, it's a smaller congregation, and we're probably about around a mile and a half, two miles from campus. Well, one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you to be on is not only because you're a great guy, and I just had a chance to visit you, and I thought, hey, I came to visit you, you should be on my radio program. But yep. the bottom line, you also do a little bit of uh, kind of online adjunct faculty kind of teaching at uh, at three schools. Tell us uh, where you're kind of helping out with, and then I'll, I'll kind of tease the topic here a little bit. Okay, well, I'll start with uh, the Concordia's first. I, uh, I serve as an adjunct instructor for one of the centers of Concordia University, Wisconsin. Uh, they have centers throughout the state. I basically teach courses in biblical theology. Um, so that's one university. Another university uh, that I teach uh, purely online is uh, another Concordia, Concordia University, St. Paul. So Biblical Christianity for the Thinking Christian mm. is, a, is the class that uh, that I'm involved with. But that there's other intriguing. religious... Yeah, there, there's other religious studies classes to global Christianity, and of course particular books and, and things like that. So, um, so those two are kind of within my particular area of study with my... Um, Theological studies that I've had, but then uh, the the other university is Ashford University. It's a for-profit university, and I teach actually in the area of sociology and uh, and and, uh, and ethics. Uh, my bread and butter in 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 that at that university is introduction to ethics and social responsibility, which is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, yep. you mentioned that uh, Ashford is a for-profit university. This is becoming a thing. I don't know if people out there have really noticed this. Um, 
Yeah, I think the largest for-profit university, or at least the largest one I've heard, is Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, which has about twelve to 14,000 students. And yeah. it's a for-profit Christian university. And, right. you know, I often think about this as perhaps another topic for another show another day, but but it's intriguing to me that these for-profits are showing up. I think part of it is because it's kind of like, you know, we throw so much money in terms of government dollars at all of these secular schools out there, why don't we just be honest and say, hey, we're trying to make money? <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. there's a part of me that almost thinks it's refreshing to call a thing what it is, and and instead right. of, like, doing all these shell games to make it look like there's all this, you know, look, like we're trying to make money, we're going to do a good job. Uh, I don't know if they have to take government money or government regulations with that, kind of like Hillsdale or whatever, but... It, it is an intriguing model. I, I, Ten years ago, you didn't hear about this kind of thing. Yeah, well, and, and, and another factor, too, that, that is, I, I think, uh, significant with, with Ashford, and I think there's, you know, I, I, I don't remember the, the number of students, but I think it's easily over 75,000, 80,000. I mean, it's, you know, so... so it's and that, not, that's because I, of their I, online presence. Exactly, and, and I, I think the, the online component, I mean, is really... Um, you know, bloomed or oh, absolutely. I, I mean, the University of exploded, University of Phoenix has a, has their own football stadium that their names on in, in Phoenix. So, I mean, this is oh wow, yeah. I mean, there's there's like 50 campuses yeah. of the University of Phoenix all over the place. Right. Yeah. And and you know, for for many students, I think a big component is the flexibility. Oh yeah. So, you know, so so at, at Ashford, primarily, I think at least the courses that I've taught are are called asynchronous courses. So in other words, the students log on, but they're not required to log on at a particular time, you know, to meet with the instructor kind of thing or for class, you know, so it's, it's kind of on your own schedule, which. So they want to know that you're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might have a few that do show up when you're actually doing it, but they're watching the taped replay of it or whatever. Well, yeah. And that's, and, and, you know, so a large component is discussions. Of course you do have deadlines you know, in terms of when assignments need to be in, just like any other traditional university. But you do that online, and I guess at traditional universities, kind of you do that as well now. Well, let's, um, uh, Tom, let's uh, let's dive in here a little bit. So sure. we talk about, and, uh, and my understanding is that you, you had told me that, uh, that uh, you studied psychology at undergrad mm-hmm. at uh, Central sure. Missouri University, or is it the University of Central yeah, Missouri? University of Central Missouri. Give yeah, a shout out to them. Go Mules. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't remember what is the Platteville. What is their nickname? Um, I believe it's the Miners. The Miners. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyways, you studied psychology, so sociology is kind of like sort of a twin sister or whatever. But one of the things that's of interest to me is, uh, and I want to get your take on this, is then we maybe define some terms. But it's I've I've noticed it seems to be if I if I could take all of the LCMSU LCMS college students that I meet when I get out and about or at conferences or this that and the other thing, mm-hmm. I would bet half of them are engineering students. Yeah, and I would bet at least seventy five percent of them are in the hard sciences. Yeah, sociology and psychology are in the soft sciences, as we would say. And uh, I had taken an inf- informal poll um, maybe 15 years ago of mm-hmm. a bunch of campus ministry people, and I said, hey, you know, if you could put your 
key students that kind of come to everything at your campus ministries in a bucket? How many of them are in the hard sciences, math, science, engineering, you know, health, health related fields, et cetera? How many of them are in, you know, psychology, sociology, the traditional kind of liberal arts, history, political, you know, whatever, theater, mm-hmm. et cetera? It was 95 percent oh, wow. in the hard sciences. And I, st- I was like, wow, are you kidding me? But the more I look at it, the more it seems. That, and you know what I think is happening? You know, as I always explain to people, if you want to be a civil engineer, two plus two has got to equal four. You're not getting a job if two plus two equals five in your mind. And yeah. so things are much more subjective. But you get into the field of the soft, the fields of the soft sciences, that seems to be where all of this uh, subjective creativity and kind of recasting and re-deconstructing and reconstructing reality is going on. You can't read, you can't recast or revision what a bridge should be like to make sure it's safe. Two plus two's got equal four. But where the revisionist stuff and whatnot and some of the monkey business seems to be going on in the soft sciences. Anyways, I don't know if you've ever pondered that, but um, yeah, well, I, I think there 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 is um, more objectivity, you know, in in the hard sciences, and I, I think that's that what <laughs> that's what makes uh, sociology and, and the study of ethics and, and philosophy, um, sociology, psychology, a little more challenging in, in, sure. in that sense because there, there's, you know, even and, and this is kind of a ironic in a way because ethics is, you know, I, I would say is the study of right and wrong. Or the, the the study of the reasons for right and wrong, um, hmm, okay. you know, and and you know, in the text that we use, it, it's it's interesting because um, on a number of occasions, you know, it, it it says that you know ethics can be very frustrating. Those are those are my words. It can be frustrating because it doesn't give us the answers that we're looking for. Yeah, because we're sinners. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I so, know I mean, what's right. A, I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. Right. And and yet sociology. You know, or that the, this, and particularly the study of ethics, uh, seems to be, to me, more the 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 um, the study of the reasons or explanations for why we do what we do. Um, you know, but but apart from the biblical framework of Christianity, um, which which is which is quite a challenge, and it's you know it, it reveals itself in in the, the responses by the students and discussions in their papers, you know, and the like, especially when it comes to. Uh, abortion or oh, um, uh, yeah. end-of-life issues, euthanasia, uh, but also more, I, I guess, well, that's contemporary too, but also in the in the sense of, like, uh, women's rights and equality, you know, and those kind of things, you know, uh, the, the difference between patriarchy and matriarchy and, and those kind of things, uh, thinking of culture, thinking of, um, I guess, uh, relativism, you know, and uh, truth, truth claims, um, that that's where in, in ethics it seems like it's all up for grabs, right? You know, I remember back in the day. Um, God, I sound like I'm like ninety. Um, I'm fifty one. <laughs> I am getting I'm getting close. Um, but I used to remember. It used to be like in the field of art, you could look around college campuses and you'd see all these Latin phrases of, you know, with Veritas in it, you know, we're looking for truth, we're pursuing truth, that you come here so you can learn truth. Now it seems to be, you know, and I don't know, some experts say we're in a postmodern, modern, postmodern, whatever, they they got like all sorts of phrases for it now, but bottom line is, 
there is no, it seems like there is no meaning. Meaning is all, everything's relative. Everything's up to you. Um, is that is that a hard thing for uh, that's got to be a really hard thing for a, a you know a young college student walking into social 101 and i would imagine that the typical professor could really do some some quite a bit of damage to someone's belief if they don't have have some way of uh, kind of jiving their belief system with what they're learning in the classroom yeah it, it's you know in, unless one is grounded Already, you know, coming in, it, it, it's going to be a greater challenge. It's still going to be a challenge because because you have very likely not only the professor but a majority of the students in the campus atmosphere anyway. You know, kind of having this idea of, of seeking truth, but it, it's not absolute truth that they're seeking. It's 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 kind of it, to me, it seems like it's it's one's personal truth, right? You know, more than anything, which which is which is highly subjective and and because of our sinfulness, uh, erroneous. You know, and so, so, and, and that's interesting in and of itself, too, with reference to ethics, because then ethics, you know, can be seen as a means to try to justify why we're doing what we're doing, why we're thinking what we're thinking, and so on and so forth. So it's almost like the, uh, the search for truth um, or search for meaning, you know, and, and then ethics, what it does is you have a meaning, and then everything kind of goes along with that particular. Uh, view that you have, you know, concerning what is meaningful for you. So it's, you know, you talk about virtue, or even as we as we began, you know, uh, with with a thought of right and wrong. Okay. You know, and and even noting right and wrong, if you don't have a biblical worldview, a, a Christian worldview of right and wrong, you're going to be swayed left and right, and and ultimately the determiner of truth is going to be yourself. Okay. And, and that's that's a very dangerous thing because, of course, what happens if you define truth, then, well, how do you define truth? You know, um, you know, it, it's, it's all dependent on self. So whether it's emotion, whether it's opinion, whether it's like there, there's a, a theory, an ethical theory. There's an ethical theory known as utilitarianism. And basically um, what, what is determined to be good is that which benefits the majority of people. But notice, uh, the majority of people does not include all people. So, so there's going to be, you know, the minority um, that are going to be uh, left out or, or possibly even suffering for the greater good. But with reference to Christian, uh, you know, you know, the the Lord's, uh, the Lord Jesus's um, call to love neighbor as yourself. Um, you know, how does that fit in? Ethics doesn't really answer that. In terms of all, so doesn't truth know? almost have to come first? You have to have the grounding in truth, and of course, we would want mm-hmm. to speak of being grounded in biblical truth. Oh, sure. And of course, yeah. you have the natural knowledge of the law and whatnot, but right. Um, but the truth is going to inform your ethics. But if mm-hmm. you undergird Indeed. the pillars of truth, then ethics yeah. goes everywhere, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh well, yeah. You then know, Pilate's and question, "What is truth?" becomes, "Well, what's what are ethics? <laughs> what is yeah, right? And, and, what is wrong?" Yeah, and 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 that's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I find with with my students, um, you know, and, and it is a secular university, so so what I try to do is is you know have them to think, or, or at least uh, you know try to encourage them to think in ways 
outside of their own human reasoning in the sense of, um, I have this opinion, I'm right, but let's look at the evidence. And, and you know, it can only go so far because, because if you don't have biblical truth, I mean, even looking at the evidence, you, you can come way you, you can become way off, uh, you know, from, from absolute truth. So, you know, with reference to abortion, I mean, you know, the greatest good, you know, for the greatest number of people, um, if your argument, for example, with reference to abortion is that, um, you know, well, this child, if they're brought into the world, um, is going to suffer and, and so on and so forth, and we can't take care of them and, and the like, um, it, it can be easily determined that the greatest good for the greatest number of people would be to bring about that abortion and not to have that child. But, but according to the Bible, all life has intrinsic value. Right. So, so here we have a discrepancy. Now, never you mind know? the idea of uh, who are you to play God and decide who gets to live and who doesn't or how it's going to work out. Yeah, and, and that's, that's ultimately what happens um, with, with ethics, I, I think, without, without um, you know, groundedness in, in, in the Bible and in the re- revelation of Jesus Christ. Because then one's ethic, I mean, truth becomes your own. But but you you know the, the the truth is derived from you, not from without. Right. You know, so we we talk about extra nos, right? Like outside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how how uh, beneficial that is, but but also life saving because it means that there is truth out there, and God Himself has made that known to us in Holy Scripture. You know, and 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 for the college student, for for anyone. Um, what what comfort what what genuine comfort that that gives that you know even even if i'm on uh the wrong side in the sense of you know doing things wrong or thinking things wrong um god calls me to repent god forgives me my sin in in christ jesus you know and uh, so so then you know and again another component of ethics would be society as well, and I, I think what we're seeing today in society—it's it's very uh, narcissistic, uh, for one. But but again, truth claims it's it's all about me. And and some say, well, like uh, according to the ethical perspective of relativism, truth is determined by culture. But that culture can be collective. That culture can also be individualistic too. Right. You know. So so then, there, what is the standard? The standard is set by the culture. But what if you don't agree with that culture? Then the standard still is set by you. Well, and even the culture, you know, it wouldn't it be wonderful if our, our culture was setting better standards? But ultimately, who sets the culture standards? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, you know, yeah, yeah, and for the college student, of course, I mean, everybody wants to fit in. Sure. You know, and, and that's where, you know, being a Christian can be very, very difficult and very challenging and, and why it's so necessary and important you know, for, for college students, uh, for Christian college students, uh, for Christians, any and all, you know, to, to, uh, to find those uh, others, you know, that uh, believe similarly, but also that believe the truth, you know, that, that is found in, in Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So is there a, what advice would you give? We just got about three minutes here or less. Um, sure. what, what advice would you give to college students that, okay, I'm going to take sociology, I'm going to take an ethics class. 
you know, you got a minute or so, tell them, you know, give them your pitch for, okay, if you're going to take this class, this is, these are the things to keep in mind. Well, the, the first thing I would say keep in mind is, is read your Bible. Um, you know, don't, don't fail to do that. Um, also recognize that very likely that the professor is going to be teaching from textbooks and teaching anyway um, in ways that are in conflict with the biblical worldview. Unless you take a class from Pastor Reader online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, even that, I mean, there, there are components. Oh, uh, sure. There's certain things that, you got to, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but, you know, with, with reference, you know, so, so read the Bible um, and, uh, you know, be aware um, that it's, it's, it's not only what is said, but what is meant behind what is said, you know, with reference to the professor. And, and I, I think that's kind of a slippery slope in a sense because we want to, you know, we want to believe the professors and they are authority figures, even though we might not always agree with that. Um, but they, they, do have, um, they do have influence, you know, on the, on the students. Oh, absolutely. Um, but but, but uh, don't be swayed by all of their arguments. Um, you know, and if something feels uncomfortable, um, you know, check it out. And, um, you know, in, in comparison with, with Scripture. Also, um, I encourage you, you know, to, uh, you know, to intensively look for a, a faithful campus ministry that, that uh, preaches the Word, you know, that, uh, that studies the Bible, that, uh, that speaks the truth, because that is going to, to ground you even more firmly so, um, so that you're able to stand, but also so that you're able to recognize um, the error in distinction from the truth. You know, right. people say, oh, yeah, you know, but, but our Lord says this, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. That, that trumps what, what I want, you know, or what benefits me. That's, that's another ethical perspective, which ethical egoism, you know, or emotivism, you know, it, it's, it's all about me, you know, so sure. if it benefits me, you know, um, but that's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about what Christ has done for us on the cross. And because it is, that also expresses itself on our part with reference to love one another. So, you know, as, as Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for us unconditionally, loving us. So um, Christianity, um, God's love in Christ, moves us then to do that, regardless of the consequences, you know, and, and thus also speaking the truth, you know, in love. And, and, that, and that can be very hard in the, in the college setting, of course, because then uh, you have you have the majority pretty much against you. No, absolutely. Um, and, um, you know, of course, uh, we often think that um, secular institutions and the kind of worldviews that are present there are, are the biggest threat facing our college students. I'd actually say, you know, the biggest threat is young people going off to college and not and kind of shutting off the valve from which Christ's gifts flow to them by not going to church, by not hearing God's mm -hmm. word and receiving his gifts. You, I mean, I would rather a young person never go to college if they're never going to go to church and never going mm -hmm. to hear God's word and just assume right. that they have that background because it is a dangerous thing to do unless you keep that opening that valve open to to the the faucet of God's truth, but in reality, if you shut off the 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 ways and means by which God is seeking to come to you, to deliver that truth and the forgiveness mm -hmm. of sins, you're really really setting yourself up for danger. You know, so often we make the uh, 
you know, what I want to study to be the main thing about where I go to school, and it really should be, well, where am I going to go to church, and what am I going to receive there? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, might, might I add, too, that, you know, uh, another significant uh, point with reference to that is, is not only, you know, going to, to any church, you know, but, but as you pointed out, one that speaks the truth, because I, I think that's where oh, absolutely. also applies, you know, has an influence or, you know, I would, I would generally say beliefs anyway. You know, beliefs can be right or wrong. Sure. Uh, here is what I'm speaking of. But, but if, if one is kind of negligible with reference to their understanding of the Bible or the use of the Bible, um, you know, you, you, you snap a few, you, you, uh, you post a few Bible passages or... You, you no, no, that's, that's completely understood. And that's why we have yeah. our... Uh, that's why we work hard to build up our LCMSU chapters and make sure that they're able to be found and, and steer mm-hmm. people towards them. Well, Tom, that's all we have time for today. You know, sometime down the line, uh, we might have to have you back a few months down the road. Maybe we can talk about one of these uh, isms in greater length. I got a sense that we could yeah. explore a lot of different things here. But this Almost is sure. great. Um, enjoy your reunion with your son back from Cal Poly and your summer. And thank you for all that you do, uh, not only uh, uh, teaching in these various contexts of which God has given you this extra vocation, but also in terms of being a faithful shepherd including to the college students there in Platteville. Take care, my friend. Yeah, you too. God bless. This, I think, was a great ethics seminar. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Witness, January 2nd through 5th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Check it out at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.